0: And welcome to the show, indeed, back for another edition of all of our uh, good friends and listeners. The good listenership in Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver. Welcome aboard. Good to have you along. And uh, here as well, of course, the uh, co-founding partner, Samfiru Markin LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in this country. Lior Samfiru, here to answer all of your questions. That number to call in right now, toll free, of course, 1-877-399-9898. Again, one 877 399 99898 98. that is how we roll on the show every week help at employmentlawyer.ca if we uh, come by some emails we we'll get to those tonight and for your uh, for your knowledge and research anytime take your time absolutely free and uh, anonymous for that matter pocketemploymentlawyer.ca even before you phone Lior and his uh, very capable crew you want to go there pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for more information including the severance pay calculator figure out exactly what you wrote if it comes down the pike that you are let go by your employer going am i getting enough severance <laughs> you got a tool to find out right away now that on pocket but the phone calls one 399 9898 make us whole the show is for you so ask questions but we always get going leor I, I know we're going to get into the worst times for an employer to terminate an employee these are fascinating facts but first see uh, the week that was pal what's been going on with you
1: Hey, John, I am doing well and always ready and pumped to be here to talk about employment law, to talk about all these important issues that you may be facing right now with your job. I know you have questions. I know you have issues. I know a lot of you are concerned about vaccinations and vaccine mandates and losing your job and what can you do and what can your employer do. Well, no need to wander or, or ponder anymore. Now is the time to give us a call right now on this show. Uh, You can ask the question, you can get the answer, and at least you'll know. So no more losing sleep, no more stressing out over it. You can get the answers that you need right now. Whatever that workplace issue is, ultimatums you're facing, threats you're facing, harassment, discrimination, you name it, this is the time, this is the place. I'll answer your questions, tell you what you need to do, and you will be helping others when you ask your questions because there's so many people listening that have the same questions as you, so don't be bashful, let's talk about it. And you can always also reach out to me in the office, we'll give you that contact information uh, throughout the show this eve, so b- by all means, stay tuned for that. But now that we know what we're here to discuss, let's talk about a couple situations that came across my desk over the past week. So John, you're not gonna be surprised to hear this, that the main issue still continues to be mandatory vaccines. Yeah. and. Employee rights and employer uh, rights when it comes to these uh, these vaccines. So I had a, a gentleman who had called me. He had decided not to get the vaccine for his own reasons, and his employer told him, "Well, you must get the vaccine by a certain date." When he didn't, uh, his employer said, "Well, what you're not doing is you're refusing to do uh, what's required of you for your job. You're refusing to get this vaccine, so that's a resignation." And the employer uh, proceeded even to hand them a record of employment having the code there for resignation saying Mm -hmm. uh, goodbye so long you've resigned well of course this person was upset because they didn't consider themselves to have resigned so he did the right thing he called me so the question of course became is it a resignation and if not what is it so let's be very clear if you lose your job because you don't get the vaccine it's not a resignation it's never a resignation Unless you tell your employer, I'm choosing to quit to leave my job. If the employer is the one saying, because you didn't uh, get the vaccine, you're out of a job, that is a termination. It's never going to be a resignation. Mm -hmm. And why is that important? Well, it's important because if it's a termination, you're owed compensation, you're owed severance, up to 24 months' pay in some situations. Where if you've resigned, then no, you're not going to be owed uh, anything because you chose to leave. Now, this is important to remind all our listeners that in most cases, unless there's a government mandate that applies to you, if you lose your job because you don't get the vaccine, that is a without-cause termination. That means your employer has to pay you severance, your full severance. So for this gentleman, bringing it back to him, I assess them as being owed right around 10 months' pay, so I'm going to help him get that severance. He did not resign. Same with you. If you lose your job, if you're not sure what to do to respond to a vaccine mandate, you want to call me. We have to discuss this. You absolutely do have rights.
0: Again, outside of the show, as you know, it's uh, it's really simple. 1-855-821-5900, one 855 821 5,900 is a way to call through Lior after the show and get a hold of his team as well. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, but here and now, toll-free calls on the show, answering your questions live here today, One eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. What else is happening?
1: So I, I spoke uh, this week with a very nice lady who had been let go because of cost cutting. Uh, she had been with her employer for five years. She was let go. Her employer said, we're going to offer you eight weeks pay, eight weeks severance. She didn't really want to call me, but her husband, who had listened to the show a number of times, convinced her to do that. So they both got on the phone, and they called me, and we had a discussion, and I told her, yeah, you're owed a lot more than this. Well, here's the thing, John. She was very, very uh, reluctant to proceed, and she was worried about the time it's going to take. She was worried about the likelihood of succeeding, upsetting her employer, incurring a lot of costs. You name it, she had that concern. She didn't want to be involved in this in a year. Now, here's the thing I, I don't make um, it a habit to work hard to convince people to pursue their rights. I just tell them what their rights are, and if they want to yep. pursue it, I'm here to help. So I told her, we can get this resolved. We can resolve this uh, quickly, but it's up to you whether you want to do it. Eventually, it was her husband that convinced her to, uh, to do this. And this all happened on Tuesday of this past week. Uh, Wednesday, I send a letter on her behalf. By Friday, I get an offer from a former employer, improving the two months to six months, okay? Uh, and I'm still going to negotiate a bit more. But my point is this. Uh, this is how these things resolve. Usually when it comes to severance and employment law and the compensation that you wrote if you lost your job, it's not difficult to resolve these issues. It's quick. So don't be afraid of the process. Uh, So many people refuse to call a lawyer, refuse to pursue their rights, because they think, oh my gosh, it's going to take a year, and maybe I'll get an extra 50 bucks if I'm lucky. No, wrong. In most cases, your entitlements are significant, you can resolve it quickly, and I hate seeing people walking away from their legal rights.
0: And I guess for the most part, especially the uh, the more sophisticated and larger the employer, it's. I mean, you, you're not blindsiding them when you come back and contact them with a the lawyer. Half of them know, and they know how to negotiate, and they just want you off the books. So they're, they're willing to do it. They're just assuming and hoping that nine people out of ten won't pursue anything, right?
1: Well, right, and they're right to assume that because that's actually what yeah. happens. Yeah. Nine out of ten people are not going to know better. They're not going to do what I just said, and they're going to accept pennies on the dollar. Now, when a company gets a letter from me, what do you think the first thing they do? Well, John, the first thing they do is they call their lawyer and they say, I got sure. this letter from Leo Sanfiru. Is he right or is he wrong? Well, that lawyer is going to say, yeah, he's right because I am. I don't make this stuff up. So if I'm right, they're going to say, well, okay, we're going to offer more compensation because we have to. So it's not difficult to resolve. Don't be afraid of that process. Whatever the issue is, there's usually a solution and it's usually a solution that's not difficult to obtain. So happy to always chat with you and, and talk more.
0: You know, we always have new listeners coming on board with uh, in Calgary and Edmonton because we've been doing the show now for a short time there, longer in Vancouver, of course. So people may be sitting here listening to the show today wondering, okay, well, well, why do you say, if, if they say it's two weeks, if the ministry says it's two weeks severance, why are you saying I get four months? Where like where do you get your information? How's that possible? you just pulling it out of a hat?
1: wouldn't that be interesting? I was like, hmm, you kind of seem like a seven-month person. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's not like that. So your minimum entitlements may be one week's pay for every year of service, but your full entitlements, sometimes we refer to those as your common law termination entitlements, are significantly more, and they're based on a few factors, your age, your position, and the length of your employment. And I can go back to 150 years of cases and find out what the courts awarded to people in your situation. So, okay, if someone in your situation traditionally gets from a court 10 months, well, that's what you're owed. The government can only advise you with respect to your minimum entitlements. Frankly, that's irrelevant. Okay, That's why you have employees that are owed 10, 12, 18, 24 months pay if they lose their job. So please don't assume that you're owed less than what you actually are.
0: And welcome back. Thanks again for joining us uh, here on the show today. Whether you're in Calgary or Edmonton or Vancouver, it's good to have you along. appreciate your time over this hour to learn lots and possibly call in and learn more. You know, when you make that phone call, ask your question, chances are there's tens of thousands of people also saying, you know what? I always wondered that too. Thank God you asked the question. But there you go. The, the lines are open for you. Toll free, 1-877-399-9898. You want to talk to Lior Sanfiru, co-founding partner, Sanfiru, to mark in the most positively viewed employment law firm in the country go to employmentlawyer.ca as well get the advice you need as well as on this show and the compensation you deserve deserve is the word right from the firm that has successfully helped tens of thousands of Canadians get results that is absolutely true as always phone calls number one priority Trevor you're up first thanks for uh thanks for hanging on how are you
2: I'm not too bad you
0: good brother what's uh, what's on your mind
2: um my wife, uh, I'm calling for my wife. She was mm-hmm. working at a dollar store for eight years. She was making $20 to $22 an hour, and then um, her employer sold the business to a new owner, and the new owner uh, wants to decrease her pay by $2 an hour. Is he allowed to do this, and is this considered continual employment, or was she considered laid off and rehired?
1: So she's actually started working with the new buyer, she's actually working for the buyer?
2: Yeah, so basically she was told by her old owner and the new owner at one point when they were all together that the pay was gonna stay the same, but as soon as the new guy took over Mm -hmm. within like three days he said he's cutting her wages by $2 an hour.
1: So once she started working uh, with the buyer, the buyer inherited her service, so she's now an eight year or so employee, and this change could absolutely amount to a constructive dismissal so there's no way to stop her employer from reducing her pay she really has two options option one of course she can accept it and continue working option number two is she can say that's a constructive dismissal and then quit leave but in the eyes of the law that's a termination and it's going to require her employer to pay her severance So bottom line is, is she willing to walk away from her job? She could, depending on on her age, she could be looking at uh, eight to nine months of pay uh, is what's at stake for her. If she wants to pursue a constructive dismissal before she quits, before she walks out of the the job, she has to give us a call.
2: Okay. Yeah, is that... So somebody told me that it had to be like a 20% decrease to be considered constructive dismissal, and I thought, I didn't think that was accurate, but... I didn't know. So,
1: it, it usually it would have to be certainly over ten percent, and and so we're kind of there pretty much with uh, with your uh, with your wife. So I, I want to find out a bit more about that, but uh, okay. it, it's a borderline, but it does rise to that level. So, and the problem, of course, if she accepts this and continues working, is she gives her employer the right to do it again, and the next time they reduce her, and the time after that, she won't be able to do anything about it. That's why it's important to consider constructive dismissal. But, again, the devil's in the details. So before she walks away, she needs to give us a call. Okay.
0: Thanks, Trevor. Appreciate uh, your time uh, today. That number to reach out. And don't hesitate to do so. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the number. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. The biggest revelation for me, and that is uh, working at a dollar store paying 22 bucks an hour. I had no idea. I don't know why I got into radio at this point. To me. <laughs> completely honest. Steve, uh, you're up next. Hey, pal, how are you? Good, thanks. Good. I'm We're just wondering,
3: by. is there a limitation to uh, where you can go back and uh, sue the employer, like Great say Suncor, for uh, wrongful yes. dismissal?
1: Yes, that limitation period, uh, Stephen, is two years. How long has it been for you?
3: Well, it's been almost nine years now, and now uh, they're still banning me from uh, working. Like, I'm a union member, and uh, they're still banning me from sites because I was in a relationship with the manager's daughter, and this is the scenario why I was... like so
1: it's important, uh, st- Stephen, to remember that a unionized employee can never sue for a wrongful dismissal, ever. It has to be the union pursuing grievances on behalf of the uh, employee. So I don't know, if your situation, if if you haven't finally been dismissed, maybe the union can still do something for you. So when when we talk about suing, when we talk about legal action, when we talk about wrongful dismissal, that does not apply to unionized employee. It, it
3: doesn't exist in, in that world. Right. And as for the a monopoly that is uh systems that run the scaffolding industry in alberta it's uh they're making too much money for working dues that uh, they're not gonna go to bat for one worker that's having an issue so yeah, well. that's not gonna happen
1: <laughs> thanks
3: steve
0: Yes, yeah, steve i appreciate the call appreciate the uh, call and enjoy the rest of your uh your day one that is the number used call in and ask your questions just like we've been doing randy thanks for hanging on how are you Pretty good, yourself? Good, sir. What's going on?
4: Yeah, I'm a pensioner uh, with the Union, of course, um, up in Fort DeMurray. And uh, I went back to work, and my money that the company supposed to put on my uh, check for my pension, they're taking the dollar 16-hour and saying that it's for uh, uh, their administration fees. Uh, so I, I don't get my full amount of pension that's supposed to be on my check. Hmm. Uh, And they're doing that to all the pensioners uh, in the union. Now, that's a lot of pensioners for one company sometimes. It's up to $100 uh, or 100 pensioners working for one company. And you times that uh, by uh, 12 hours a day and 40 hours a week, you know, 44 hours a week. It adds up to a lot of money. Are they
1: allowed to do that? So, Randy, the only one that can answer that question is the union, because that's going to depend on the history of them doing that, the terms of the collective agreement, what they've agreed with the union. So the only one that can answer is the union, and further, the only one that can help you if they're not allowed to do that is the union. So you have to direct the question there.
0: Move down to uh, Erica. Erica, thank you for hanging on. How are you? Good. Wonderful. What's on your mind?
3: So I'm just wondering, um, due to the vaccination, the mandatory vaccination policies coming in, the company I've been working for for nine years is um, thinking about making vaccination mandatory. And I am only a casual worker there. However, I'm not going to be taking the vaccination. So in the case that I am also dismissed from work, would I be entitled to severance?
1: Erica, how long have you worked there?
3: Uh, Nine years.
1: Nine years, okay. So the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, If your employer decides at some point to implement vaccines and to let you go because you're not vaccinated, unfortunately nothing can be done to prevent that, to stop that. Uh, But they would absolutely have to pay you severance. Let me give you an idea how much severance. So I know you've been there for nine years, Erica. Tell me a bit about your job and also uh, your age.
5: Uh,
3: I'm 36 years old, and um, so uh, the business I work for is contracted through um, Child and Family Services.
1: Okay. And, and what do you do?
3: I am a visit supervisor.
1: Okay. So you'd be looking at right around eight months' pay, okay? Eight months' pay is what I would assess you at. So it's, it's obviously a significant amount, and they would have to pay you that severance, So, If you are let go, if you do lose your job, uh, you have to remember that. I wouldn't be surprised if your employer says to you, no, no, we're not going to pay anything. But the good news is that could be resolved. Let me know and we'll connect and we'll get you that severance. The fact that you're not a full-time employee does not change that in any way, shape or form.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thanks Erica appreciate uh, your time as well here's how you reach out to uh, to Lior further uh, that discussion one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 5900 we got a break in uh, literally a minute here Laura so just just go over maybe briefly for a couple seconds this whole thing with unions and non-unions cuz you can't help the union people right not just you any employment lawyer yeah,
1: that's right and and this is not a, a a matter of preference this is not a matter of choice a lawyer, period, cannot help a unionized employee. It has to be the union. I've been getting hundreds and hundreds of questions a week from unionized employees. And unfortunately, the answer is always the same. It has to be the union. Some of you are telling me the union's not helping you. Even in that situation, you have to go to the union and work with them. And There's no other option. That's what comes, unfortunately, with being part of a union.
0: And welcome back to, we have a plethora of time left, so feel free to grab your phone and call in. We'd love to talk to you Yeah, one 399 9898 is the way to do that. And not hanging on any longer, Jen, as promised, you were up. How are you?
6: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: Great. Good to have you on the show. What's on your mind?
6: Um, well, I just had a question. Uh, so my husband is a rep and travels to um, businesses, and currently his clients uh, are not under uh, any vaccine mandates, like the rep program and uh, and everything, but his boss um, wants to send his vaccine status because he's not vaccinated. He wants to send that to the businesses to make sure that they're okay with it. And I uh, I don't think that that's legal. So I was just uh, he he wanted to know that.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Uh, the uh, His employer has no right to uh, volunteer your, your husband's medical information uh, to anyone else. Now, that said, if those customers or clients at some point say, hey, we're not gonna allow someone into our premises unless we know that they're vaccinated, that is a different issue, that poses a problem. It, you, uh, your your uh, husband's employer still can't volunteer that information but if they can't provide it, that may be a situation where your, your husband simply cannot go into those places so he can't do his job. So that may impact his job status. But for now, as if you were saying that they're not preventing your husband from coming in, it would certainly be completely inappropriate mm-hmm. for his employer to uh, decide to send that information. And that's, that's private information. and Your husband should be the one deciding whether that
0: information is shared.
6: Okay. That's what I thought. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, Jen. Appreciate no the call and your time. You want to uh, follow up uh, if you need to with Lior and his team, one 821 5900 Just keep that number with you, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now, of course, toll free, 1-877-399-9898. Bring it on. We got uh, we got lots of time. Stephen, you've been hanging on for, uh, for a few minutes. Appreciate it. How are you?
6: Good. Uh, my friend is working in an industry where it's mandated that she must get vaccinated however she contracted the uk variant she was over it in five days she did the two weeks and so on she convinced her employer that since she has natural immunity received from getting the uk variant she did not to get vaccinated and to my shock and surprise her employer agreed however I mentioned to her that uh, Dr. Dina Hinshaw says that we vaccinate the immunity, the natural immunity lasts eight months. She begs to, to differ. It's a year. I told her that her employer, after eight months, will tell her, now that you no longer have the natural immunity, you must get vaccinated. Is that correct or not?
1: Well, it's a difficult question to answer because, really, what her employer says to her is up to the employer. Her employer could have said to her, "We're not gonna, we're not gonna even look at the fact that you had the UK variant. You have to be vaccinated, or you lose your job." And and if she wouldn't have done that, she would have lost her job. She would have been owed severance. Her employer can say, "Tomorrow, we changed our mind. Now you have to get vaccinated." So the question is, what is the employer gonna choose to do? Uh, and no one can answer that, only the employer knows. Now, does your friend work uh, for the uh, Alberta public uh, public sector? Yes. Okay, so because of that, there is a, a vaccine uh, mandate for the public sector, so really it comes uh. down to what her employer chooses to do. My, Let me yes. tell you what my gut feeling is. My gut feeling is that they're gonna change their mind a lot sooner than eight months. I think they're gonna change their mind probably in the next few weeks, and tell her now you have to be vaccinated. I'm just saying that because I've heard a lot of companies doing that, a lot of employers doing that. So I don't think but, it's going to be eight months. But weren't you shocked,
6: like I am, that they she w- w- convinced them that because of natural immunity, she doesn't need to get vaccinated? I told her that after eight months. Absolutely.
1: I, I, she I must am surprised. Get but I am surprised, but I don't think that that surprise is going to last very long. I think at some oh, point they're going to change their mind on that, but ultimately it's going to be up to
6: them. Oh. Okay, thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Stephen. Appreciate Thanks, Stephen. Uh, appreciate your time. Toll-free, 399 9898 is the way to call through, like Stephen and Jen and everybody else before you. Greg, you are up next. Good uh, good day. How are you?
6: Good afternoon, guys. Thanks very much
5: you, for having you me. You bet. Uh, thank you. I've got I've got a. Uh, my question is actually about EI, and I'm not sure if this is in your um, in your area. So if it's not, I apologize. I'll tell, tell you really quickly, uh, I was fired. I uh, got minimum severance uh, and I was asked to sign a release. I refused to sign a release because I felt I should get more. I've been able to negotiate more with the employer and we've got an agreement in principle And my specific question is, is how is EI going to look at that additional payout? Right. So
1: yeah, that additional payout is certainly going to impact your EI. Now, in the meantime, while you're negotiating, have you received EI?
5: I've been receiving EI, yes.
1: Okay. So EI is going to say, well, wait a second. We've paid you because you didn't have any income. Now you have income. So, you're going to have to repay some EI back. So, I'm going to give you an example. If you negotiated an extra three months' pay, just as an example, uh, then that's three months that EI wouldn't have paid you had you received that money when you were let go. So, EI is going to say, We want back the three months that we paid you, but what that will do is we'll extend EI for you on the back end if you haven't found another job. So you will have to, this is going to have to be reported to EI, and EI is very likely going to seek a repayment. Now, just so you know, recently, and because of COVID, they've been a lot more lenient and oftentimes not seeking a repayment, so it's possible that they won't. And they've been doing that maybe because they've been inundated with so many issues, so they've kind of said, you know, we're not going to go there, but are they allowed to seek that repayment? Absolutely, yes. I see.
5: Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because there was some kind of an interim order for um, uh, for these kinds of payments. Yeah. Okay. All right. Appreciate that. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, Greg. Thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in and your time. You need to reach out for any other further questions outside of this uh, this hour of the show. Here's how you do that to get a hold of Lior. He's got a great team too. One eight five five eight two one. 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website of course free and anonymous for you to use all kinds of employment law knowledge including yes, severance pay calculator can be found pocket ca. but you still got lots of time for the remainder of this hour to call in with your questions in the meantime bouncing over to uh the worst times for an employer to terminate an employee i would imagine several of these have come to light uh, more recently in the last year and a half i bet huh
1: they absolutely have. And, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's not just worse times from a, a legal liability standpoint. It's just even a worse time from a business standpoint. So, we want to talk about some important things for employers and employees to keep in mind. It's never a good time for an employee to be let go, let's face it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there are times that are especially bad for, for both employers and employees. So, that's what we want to cover.
0: Here's one of the worst times right off the top when the employer is struggling financially but still decides to let an employee go because the employee did not vaccinate. There you go.
1: Well, yeah, this has been happening Uh, a lot. Now, I've been hearing for months, even before these mandatory vaccines, a lot of employers are struggling. They're struggling uh, because of COVID. They're struggling sometimes because they may not have enough people now to work. Some people haven't come back to work. They're afraid about COVID. So a lot of businesses are struggling. So what does a struggling business then sometimes do? Oh, we're going to let people go. And by the way, now we're going to be even more short staffed, and we're going to have to pay a bunch of severance to these employees. So if you're already struggling to incur additional liability, it's probably not the best thing to do uh, for, for a business. And some businesses are doing that because I think they don't realize that yeah. they're going to have to pay severance. They think they can just part ways and not pay anything. No, that's not true so this could have the effect for a struggling business to actually put them under if you're now struggling and you have to let you decide to let five people go and you owe each of them an average of fifty thousand dollars in severance well what does that mean can you afford it and if you can't are you shutting down so i urge businesses especially those that are struggling to to at least determine what is their liability before they decide to let people go
0: and welcome back to it. Let me thank you in advance for listening today. And if you've made that phone call to reach out and get some knowledge, uh, thank you as well. Whether you're uh, in Calgary or Edmonton, Vancouver, doesn't matter. We love having you along here. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and toll free for the remainder of the show. one 399 9898 Derek, thank you for standing by so much. How are you? Hey, not too bad. How about you? We're good. Glad you called in. What's, uh, what's on your mind, pal?
3: that's good so um i started working for a company a quick service restaurant in january and i was laid off at the beginning of march due to a shortage of work because of COVID 19. um when i was let go i kept in contact with the uh the top manager and you know they kind of said well you know we'll get you back in if we can we'll get you back in if we can And I even stopped in a couple of times just to see how they were doing and what was going on. Well, what I found was that they were either hiring new staff or they were bringing back staff, but none of those staff were um, uh, Caucasian. I'll put it that way. And so I'm wondering, can I go after them? Because now I'm feeling like they're discriminating against me because I'm white.
1: So the the real question here is what are you owed? Now, yes, if you can establish that they didn't bring you back because you're white, then yeah, that's a human rights violation and you could go after them for that. Now, it, it, that would only be realistically possible if you're kind of the only uh white guy and, and there, everyone else is not, and clearly they can show that uh, people were, uh, th- there's no reason not to bring you back. For example, if the people that they brought back were more senior than you, they could say that. So you ultimately have to prove it. And that's not an easy thing necessarily. But if you can show that that's really why it was, that's a human rights violation. Sure. Now, apart from that, that layoff was a termination, regardless of what they intended or didn't intend to do. And even if after two and a half months, you could be owed severance, depending on the terms of your employment agreement. Uh, In fact, you've you've worked there for a couple of months. You could be owed a couple of months severance. So what I'd want you to do is connect with me and my team off air. We'll talk more about this uh, discrimination angle. And we can also assess, uh, even apart from that, how much severance you may be owed.
3: All right. And uh, can I just get the phone number to contact you?
0: Going to give to you right now, Derek, as we, as we let you go for the day, One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 5900 Again, one eight five five eight two It is just that simple, help at employmentlawyer.ca as well. Moving down to uh, Steve. Hi, Steve. Thank you for standing by. Hi. How are you? Good. What's going on? What's on your mind?
5: Uh, it's question. Uh, I noticed uh, in Alberta here they changed uh, last November, they changed the way they calculate general holiday pay. Um, It used to basically calculate out that you uh, took your number of hours worked multiplied by, I think it was 5% uh, over the last uh, four weeks that you worked. Uh, So if you're working 160 hours, which is 40 a week, you got eight hours stat holiday pay was what most people would get. Uh, last November, they changed the legislation, and they said you take the number of hours you work divide by the number of days you work. So to me, that very clearly changes it. If you're working a four-by-ten-hour four, four by 10 hour shift, you now get 10 hours of stat holiday pay. If a person's working 12-hour shifts, like a lot of people do in industry around here, um, I don't see any other way to calculate other than say that that person gets 12 hours pay for a stat holiday. Am I missing something or is there are there some outs in the legislation or what? Because as far as I know, a lot of places are still paying eight hours, even though people are working 10-hour shifts and such. No,
1: no, you, your understanding is correct. And if your employer is not doing that properly, obviously, one way to resolve it is to, to show them and educate them. And they may well uh, understand and change what they do. If that doesn't work, you have an option to, to go to the, the, the government, uh, to the employment standards uh, uh, branch in uh, in Alberta, and have them deal with this, and they can order your employer to calculate it appropriately. But no, you're not wrong, and sometimes just showing your employer may be the thing that gets it resolved.
5: Okay, because um, somebody had made a separate complaint at work, I think an anonymous complaint, and I'm not sure exactly what the complaint was, but... My employer is implying that uh, labor standards said that yes, they can do it um, essentially, still pay eight hours. Um, so, what they're doing well, well, is they're...
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, sorry, without knowing what the complaint was about, I, I can't say, but no, I mean, yeah. they, they can't. Is there, is do there it any wiggle room whatsoever? Yeah, there's no wiggle no, room whatsoever. There, I mean, there, on there's that some exceptions. There are exceptions, but they would apply in very unique situations, not something they would apply in, in what you've described. So, yeah, uh, probably employment standards is the way to go if your employer's kind of made up their own mind on that.
0: Steve, appreciate the time. And uh, there you go. We're going to move down to uh, to Cam. Hi, Cam. How are you?
4: I'm doing well, thanks. How are you?
0: Good. What's on your mind, Cam?
4: I have a question in regards to our company has issued us a mandate they were to G- be vaccinated for december 1st now with that the company has a policy where you have a three strike rule in a sense like a a verbal a written and then a dismissal so my question is it being that we're working shift work if we show up to work for say december 1st which is the deadline unvaccinated and they send us home would we still not be able to apply for ei and go after them for severance at that point
1: Hmm. Uh, yeah, of course you can. Uh, you go after them uh, and, and and get severance. Absolutely, you can. Are you part of a union? I guess I should ask that first. Uh,
4: no, it's not. It's not union. No, sir. No.
1: So yeah, if you if you lose your job, yes, you can absolutely get severance. Now, even EI. I know the, the the minister recently said that people may not get EI if they lose their job because of the vaccine. But as long as the record of employment is done properly, yeah, you will get EI uh, as well. So if you lose but your job, with, yes, you, we can't stop that from that, happening, course, but we can definitely get you severance.
4: So, of course, with that, then, like, people are saying, like, if you don't show up for work, you basically admitted and quit. But if you show up... Oh, no, you're going to show up for
1: work, work and you're going to go to work until and unless your employer tells you to stop coming in. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely. So, so can they just send you home with a, uh, a leave with no pay? Are they allowed to do that scenario?
1: Well, they, they will do that, but that, in the eyes of the law, that's still a termination. So, if your employer puts you on the uh, unpaid leave, you can choose to treat that as a termination and choose to get severance. So, that is something that's that right. you can do okay. if that happens. Okay.
4: So, yeah, there's a considerable number of us through the company, and we're all in the same boat. And of course, they're threatening us and they're they're hounding us every week when we come right. back to work. You know, what's your updates and your status up? And then reminders from the HR division, and it, it's feeling very harassing for a number of people.
1: I hear you. If you yeah. ultimately lose your job or are suspended, before you do anything, give me a call.
0: Let's get uh, let's get Christine in here quickly. Hi, Christine. How are you?
3: Hi. Well, thank you. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Sure. Thank you. What's up?
3: So, my question is this week, the federal minister of employment brought up that if uh, you are let go because of vaccination status, um, that you may not be entitled to unemployment insurance. And I'm just wondering right. if this is just, again, more liberal blah blah talk, or if this is actually something that they can do.
1: Well, they can certainly do that. I mean, they they could they could decide to eliminate EI altogether. You know what I mean? That that that's certainly something that that the government of the day can do. But what I think is going to happen, as long as the record of employment is done properly and met, and listed as it should as a termination without cause, you will mm-hmm. get EI. That's why it's so important. If you lose your job because of the vaccine. To, to speak to someone like me, because not, it's not just about the severance that you wrote, owed, it's also about getting you EI and getting the employer to issue you a proper record of employment. So if you simply file the record of employment that your employer gives you, you may not get EI. We'll have to get it done properly, and then you should be able to get it.
3: Okay, thank you.
0: Thank you, Christine. And that's a good way to wrap up the day. Appreciate all the phone calls, man. You guys stepping up, and we really hope we helped and uh, gave you some more knowledge. You want to continue on and ask more questions with Lior and his team? You could do that for sure. 1 821 5900. The email address you go to is help at employmentlawyer.ca. If you just go to employmentlawyer.ca, there's a media tab there. You can catch our long running TV show of this nature as well. And as I mentioned several times, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Free and anonymous website built just for you to get even smarter. We'll catch you next time on the Employment Law Show. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKW.